Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. And I realize I have to finish my talk on, you know, why Africans need to need to share our success stories more. Uh, that's the reason why I started on this so that you could, could have a better idea on uh, about me, where I got the idea from, where the radio show uh, came from. And I was like, I still owe my people a part three. So uh, before we make this uh, like a Nollywood sequel that has seven parts, a never ending story. Um, let me just make sure that this part three is one that, um, you know, rounds up my talk on how Africa on Focus started and uh, what I intend to do with this, because I got some plans on my list and Lord willing, I will achieve them. Yes. Um, last time I discussed and I talked about, you know, starting my journey, um, on writing about Africa, specifically fashion lifestyle with the blog. Uh, I was tired of not finding uh, any platform or stories that relate to me, African girl growing up in the West with my language, my upbringing and all of that. So I started to create it myself. Uh, it's pretty much something that we millennials are known for, uh, that we, uh, you know, we tend to create or we are fond of creating this world where we can um, create our own reality, a fast paced world, which is to our uh, older people, very unrealistic. Uh, but then again, you know, social media and the online world contributes to this making a lot of things possible on a faster pace than has ever been done, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's what I was talking about. And I would really like to get into um, why Africans sh should share our success stories more. And also, um, you know, what we could do to really um, impact our community the right way. Shout out to OMEC. Um, OMEC is an event that took place uh, not too long ago on the 16th of October in Amsterdam, organized by Kimo Kamara, uh, who who's living in the city of Amsterdam and not even for too long. And in his nature, uh, you know, he likes to bring Africans together, not just for discussion or whatever, but proper African professionals and creators for effective uh, collaborations and he has successfully done so you should check him out by the way I moderated his event uh, called the entrepreneurship roundtable um, that had entrepreneurs on board African from the African diaspora obviously and at the same time uh, people from the ecosystem of you know in the world of, of startups so uh, these were people that knew okay which program should I join in to get such and such funding, etc. Uh, it was really, uh, it was really good. The second event of Omic that I've been to, and to cut a long story short, uh, we all came down to the conclusion that you know what Africa really needs, what Africans need is better collaboration. Um, if we look at the world population. 
the African diaspora is what, 350 million um, Indians being a greater group than us, Chinese also being a greater group or bigger group in numbers than us. And we tend to be the consumer all the time, you know. And uh, this also reminds me of an interview of Trevor Noah. Uh, we came on the Breakfast Club, uh, which I love to watch, you know, re to really have a sense of what's going on uh, within our culture. And he talked about, you know, even in our language, we say white people's money and, you know, oh, you must be a white pe person now because we Africans tend to associate success or any form of wealth with white people, you know. So in order for this to change, um, you know, in order for this to change for the benefit of our people, it is really important that we also begin to realize that we are more powerful uh, also being uh, or also winning on the entrepreneurship side. Building better collaborations is key. Um, and that really sunk into my mind. And I was like, you know what? That really makes sense. Um Okay, so going back to uh, that, that is something that I will uh, close on anyway, but just going back to, you know, how my journey started um, from being online at some point, I didn't really have the time to write as much, which was about 2017. And I really wanted to get back to radio, had done radio before for um um, a community radio station based in the city of The Hague called Ghana Today. And uh, I really enjoyed doing it. It was English. You know, it's a language where I feel most comfortable with. Um, I speak three languages, <laughs> English, Dutch and tree. Um, when it comes to my tree, which is, you know, a Ghanaian language, um, the opinions about it are divided, but people understand me. And that's what it's about. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's where I could really express myself well. And people might say, oh, you were born in the Netherlands. Uh, well at home you have your parents speaking three languages. That is number one. And, um, yeah, also it's, it just happens that where I can express myself better in is English. Uh, I think it was somebody told me that based on research is that English is a relatively easier language, Dutch has a set of rule, grammar and things such and such, which, um, you know, it takes a bit more effort to master. But anyway, um, I felt comfortable doing that, you know, and that one was really focused on entertainment and gossip and stuff like that. Thing is, gossip, entertainment, celebrity stuff is not my thing. Reason for that is, um, you know, doing what I do brings me in the public eye. And there is just a certain type of way of talking that, you know, I hear people speak and you just realize how ignorant we are, how we're ignorant. You know, we don't base our judgment of, you know, our, our judgment or our opinions uh, of our celebrity people based on real research, just through research. We don't do that. We don't take the effort and, um, you know, having to be in a quote unquote public eye for a couple of times. Back in the day, I won uh, a Miss Ghana pageant, for instance, and you hear some of the stuff that people would say about you based on your picture. And you realize how short-sighted am I? 
And um, celebrity talk and gossip is most of the time on this short sightedness. Of course, you can have an opinion like the Wendy Williams does and whatever. But even Wendy Williams does not have a right to be talking about people. If you ask me, you know, so <laughs> basically it's not my thing. Um, so I kind of had to move on and figure out what I really wanted to do. And at some at some point, I was still, uh, you know, moderating and presenting events at events as I as I always did. And especially African related events. Uh, it was now really a fact that, you know, everything relating to African diaspora was my thing. And um, I loved it. I loved it. it. It related to me. I felt right at home there. I didn't feel um, like, you know, I was discriminated against or uh, another type was preferred over me. No, when it came to activities relating to my community and everything, I always felt right at home and just an effortless environment where I could just really be me, be celebrated, be appreciated, be challenged to even do better. And that's also one of the reasons why since when was this 2010, 11, I had stopped focusing on trying to fit in so much with you know, uh, collaboratives and things that, you know, are organized in the Netherlands just for Dutch people, because basically what you realize is that, hey, you always have to try to be somebody else that you're not sick and tired of that. Um, so at some point I, I really felt a strong within me that, you know, I had to get back to radio. Um, at some point, you know, I'm, I'm a, um, I'm a Christian. So, you know, I really believe that once you open up your mind, your ears to the voice of God, you are going to hear what he has to say because he always has something to say. Um, so for me, at some point I was talking to one of my, um, one of the pastor I knew and he was just making a comment and saying, you know what, when you move to Ghana, you should definitely, you know, be on a radio station. We need presenters like you. Um, and some other things that he said, and that just resonated with my, with my spirit. I was like, listen, I need to get to radio. This is something that, you know, God has created me to do. So, um, I think a little later an advertisement came, high radio was looking for presenters. Uh, high radio, by the way, is an Amsterdam based radio station where my uh, radio share airs, uh, every Sunday from seven to uh, 9 p.m. And um, I was like, you know what? Let me just respond to this and find out what I should do. Um, high radio is about 45 minutes distance from where I live. Now here in the Netherlands, 45 minute distance is considered like two hours or something like that, you know, whereas uh, when I'm in Ghana or where I travel to U.S. or even U.K., 45 minutes is nothing, you know, but um, I just knew that, hey, I would have to make an investment to just travel every Sunday, you know, because this is really what I want to do, you know, and this is a way of um, developing something, creating a portfolio, expanding my network, which I, by the way, had uh, already built throughout the years, you know, writing for my blog. 
um, speaking at events that were African related, being a musician and performing, I had created, you know, quite an extensive network that, you know, um, that I knew. So that allowed me to just never have to search for, for finding guests. It's, it's finding guests for my show is just not a problem at all. You know what I mean? Um, I find people that I've met before. I collected emails and social media pages. So anything that was interesting and inspiring relating to Africa, I knew, okay, I could invite that person to come. Um, so I responded to their vacancy, their call for presenters. And, you know, um, I talked to the organization, was properly trained and I had the freedom to come up with a concept that came from me. And the concept was already there. I was like, let's do this. Um, long time ago, I had a remark, you know, being busy as a blogger saying that, you know, Africans are really timid when it comes to their success story. And that thing stuck with me, you know, that sentence stuck with me. And, um, I would say that the person was not particularly wrong. And I wanted to do something about this because if we are too timid, that means that, um, we're missing on opportunities. We're missing on collaborations. We're missing on important connections that can take place. Once we start sharing our success stories, celebrating them and look for a healthy collaboration with like-minded people, because us black people, we're like, we have this general way of thinking like black people don't support each other, blah, blah, blah. And that might be true. But I do believe that within the 10 people that you find, there is at least two people, like-minded people that are really ready to build long lasting relationships and work together. And this was evident in my life. I mean, um, for instance, I am somebody, you know, who has, who has done a couple of things within the community and really looks to, uh, build connections and build better entrepreneurship and, and stuff like that. Somebody had done that before me, which is, uh, here in the Netherlands who goes by the name of George Duncan, shout out to George Duncan. Um, who has been responsible for bringing African culture to the city of The Hague for the last 11 years through his festival, The Hague African Festival. And by the way, before that even happened, it was organized in Delft, uh, co-organized by my dad, you know. So that was an example of somebody who was really passionate about bringing forth African culture, success stories to the forefront where, you know, we would be considered as people that actually add value than just people that just come to pick on, take and spoil and leave the country or such. You know what I mean? And I had been working together. If I think I've been working together with George Duncan for over seven years and meaning that even when he organizes his festival in some shape or form, I would be involved. You know, if he had a budget, he would pay me, you know, that, that alone was a good example of just a relationship that kept uh, being there. Uh, and that is without hateration. You know, he just likes to see his people going forward. And if you're able to bring on the quality that he is looking for, 
he will just get you on board, you know. And there are other examples that I can call. Shout out to Ikria Cosmos and Lipstick. We have been t- working together for like a long time, whether that be fashion related and things like that. Um, even if I look at the ladies of my girlfriends, the podcast, we're all black. You know, we have been able to sustain a podcast for over two years. And there are there are many more examples that I can call. And of course, you have... You can have a conflict with the short sight people that, you know, don't have a perspective on life at all, but it is possible if you, there was this saying in Dutch that says, op elke pot post which pretty much says, you know what, there is a match for every type of person, for every way of thinking, there is a match. There is somebody elsewhere that thinks the way you do and with whom you can go far with. And um, I think it is time for these proper connections to be made. Um, I remember last time when somebody was like, you know what? I want to set up a business, but you know how people are. So I don't want my name attached to whatever. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is that the reason why you don't want that? First of all, who is your target audience? Because if these specific people who you are so concerned with are not your target audience, then you shouldn't give a crap, you know? You shouldn't give a crap if your name is attached. And by the way, we're living in a time whereby personal branding does so much. It makes that difference. We're living in a time where personal branding is so crucial that if there is no reliable name attached to something, it's pretty hard to get it off of the ground, you know. So with that said, it is possible to build to to work well and professionally together with another African person or another black person. Like I root for that stuff, you know, and, um, going back to high radio, I started off my show and I was like, you know, um, I'm going to do this consistently. I'm going to hack this thing at least 52 weeks in a row uh, which was a, a piece of advice that Andile uh, Masuku from African Tech Roundup, one of my first special guests on the radio show, said, you know what, when you have something like a podcast, make sure you hack it at least 20, uh, uh, 52 weeks in a row to build a name, to build a reputation, and so forth. Um and I have, um, I'm blessed to, to have received a nomination, uh, from a diaspora organization based in Sweden, uh, recently received a nomination as one of, um, radio personality based in Europe from, uh, Ghana music and arts award, which is super cool. You know, it is, it is a place of recognition. And on top of that, Um, what really makes me happy is, you know, hearing people giving feedback and saying, you know what, because of what you share, because of the interview that you have, I really have discovered my bliss or I've discovered, um, what I'm good at, you know, and that's really the purpose of it. I, um, as a believer, you know, as somebody that, you know, um, has a a particular faith, you might not be on that same page, but just to share where I'm coming from is that, you know, other than also sharing uh, who Christ is and whatever that I confide in and 
believe in. I also believe that as um, people, you know, as Africans, we are here to make a difference for our environment. It is the purpose of God for us to uh, live on this earth while we are here to build for the next generation. You know what I mean? Um, it is not God's purpose for us to be enslaved or whatever. I don't know whatever has been, you know, people have been hypnotized with or whatever. But for me, it's really purposeful. It's really satisfying when I get up in the morning as an African, be able to make an impact and give um, give my people a voice, give young people a place where they can be inspired and realize that this thing, this feeling that I have inside or this hunger for speaking or singing or creating is not just for nothing. It's because God made me that way. And it's time that I capitalize on that, really invest, develop myself and make sure that I hit that professional place and also make an impact. You know, one of my general goals is, um, you know, cause I am an artist, I am a presenter, I'm a speaker, um, I have my communications company. One of my goals, for instance, is to employ, you know, young people, especially those coming from uni, um, a well-paid salary, good terms, um, you know, and, and position them in a place where they can not just work for me, but also understand who they are, where they are created for and make a change, you know, and Unfortunately, we live in a world where wherever black people end up, we always have to fight a certain ideology, you know, and I believe that it is God's plan for us to handle those things wisely, strategically and make a difference for ourselves where we don't wait on others to celebrate us, but we celebrate ourselves in a proper professional way that could be uplifting to whoever is out there in the world. Um, so there is this defining line and that is all the way through from my days of blogging, internship at ghetto radio slash this is Africa, going to all kinds of shows and speaking to all kinds of influencers, people that, you know, make an impact within a community. And my mission is to make sure that Africans understand their added value and they capitalize on this for their environment. That is, that is my goal. That is once I see results off of that young people being able to position themselves, right. That's what makes me happy. So, um, having said all of that, my journey as in how I came about with Africa on focus and why it is here. Um, it's not just a radio show. It's going to be there. You know what I mean? I have many um, ideas and plans concerning it, collaborations as well. Um, what I'm thinking, you know, what what's more? You know, I'm excited for the future, actually. And by the grace of God, uh, with the right people, the right collaborations will get there. What am I saying in, in, in all of this is that, you know, um, negativity will always be there. Negative experiences, um, will always occur, but we're Africans are only going to do well once we start doing well, you know, once we start 
changing things and once we start implementing things. And that is the only place where we can say, um, in, or let me say, in that is an ultimate reach where we can get to and not have to depend <laughs> on Western support all the time, you know. Um, I'm not going to lie. You know, we can't exclude Western influence at all. Myself, I'm a diaspora and I'm based in the Netherlands. I've been educated within a Dutch educational system. I've been, you know, so you, I can't exclude it because I've, it's, I'm partially a product of that. But what I am saying is that if we Africans are not going to be responsible, um, it will only be a story of where we will be taken advantage of and we remain the consumers instead of the creators and entrepreneurs because we are really good at creating but making sure that we get the income from it is really important on that note um i would say you know keep following the show um make sure that you spread the word the podcast you know share it with all of your friends and stuff and um yeah i would like to know more of your opinion it's 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 my goal to engage more with you and to understand what's going through your head and, you know, your comments and things. So if I look at Abina Online, which was my blog one, um, Abina Online is not put to death. It's just been reformed in Africa on focus with the emphasis on African diaspora, African people, and the emphasis on diaspora building and collaboration. On that note, make sure that you look out for my next show. Uh, tune in live every Sunday uh, from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time uh, up until 9. And if you missed any show, of course, I am editing. We're working on things, catching up with you and uh, be sure to listen to it on the podcast. Thank you so much for your devoted time and liking uh, the first episode I did on why Africans should share their success stories. I am almost on my way to bed. Um, I have to prepare for uh, giving a lecture tomorrow on digital marketing and social media marketing uh, in The Hague. So um, I am excitingly preparing for that and uh, love to hear more from you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Allah. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle.